Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 111, 111, Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. The Worship Ministry Oh, I totally messed it up. You just botched it. I totally botched it. I was trying to be like Todd. I should just hit stop and just do it. Start over. Boo. Boo on Kevin. Um, I was trying to do all the sound effects. That zoom. <laughs> you know, like the little phone dial. Yes, I do. I'm getting ready to redo that. No way. Because yeah, we've had that one for a while, and there's another podcast out in podcast land that's using that same. Did they rip it from us? Well, no, it's a garage band. Oh. It's like a stock thing. In <laughs> so we ripped band. it from garage <laughs> Yeah, which they're free to use, but. Um, when when multiple, but yeah, now, you know, like well, I, I redid you. the Garage Band one, and they're still using the Garage Band one, right? But it's like, yeah, well, because you put in that cool little organ, that yeah. So, but I think we're gonna redo a new, do a new intro, yeah. Maybe come up with some new, some new theme music, a new maybe something or other. Hey, I don't know. we should maybe even do a podcast on that, on like recording a hook. And coming up with, like maybe maybe what we could even do, just an idea, an throwing, idea. throwing it out there. What what if you and I like collaborated, uh, worked on something, and then um, we recorded it, and then we podcasted about it, our experience of how we came up with the hook, um, you know, the process we mm-hmm. went through. Um, we could. That might be kind of that fun. That might be kind of fun. It'd require a little bit more time. We'd, yeah, it would take. It'd be a few podcasts. Yeah, it would It'd take be some more time. than one, but it, it would be fun. It would be fun. So we should. So there's something to look for, listeners. There you go. Future episode. Write Coming it down. down there, oh, let me. Yeah, let type, me type it in. It in so we don't David. Forget. David was great today. I I came in and he had this whole list of potential topics. So what do we call that? Uh, recording. Uh, recording new podcast theme. <laughs> I don't know. Slash. Slash. Songwriting. Songwriting slash hook. hook. Slash hook. hook. hook All right, it. there's a there's a future episode coming down the pipeline. There you go. But, what um, to be wa- what to be watching for? So oh, um, we got to do our um yeah intro thing. WorshipMinistryCatalyst dot com. Yep. Email David dot com or, or Kevin at WorshipMinistryCatalyst dot com. You can find us, like us on Facebook, like us, which I did slash WorshipMinistryCatalyst. Yes. And I'd really love to get some more interaction going on Facebook. So get you know, it if on you can just forum. pop by there and just. Like us and just say, "Hey, hey." We should come up with like with a cool catchphrase that like I've been using this. I've been saying "mad sauce" a lot. <laughs> <laughs> mad sauce. And so, like, like in what context? Well, like it, it was in worship rehearsal. <laughs> That's mad and, sauce. <laughs> and I couldn't think of a way to describe the distortion I wanted. So, like, mad sauce is what came out. And I don't know mad if I made that up sauce. or if it just kind of if I stole it from somewhere. But like, that's pretty cool. Just drop by the Facebook page and say mad sauce. Like you like mad sauce. I like you like mad sauce. But uh, yeah, man. 
uh, or uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Just give us a little mad sauce tweet. Mad sauce. Just type it, tweet it. Yeah. Or it. Uh, comment on the post. We haven't we haven't been doing a whole lot of commenting on the post, but yeah. uh, so you could comment on this post and just leave us a little mad sauce comment. Mad sauce. Give us some mad sauce feedback. Saucy. But um, yeah. So. Don't forget the uh, Google voicemail. Oh, yeah. One, oh, da, yeah, don't even, three uh, six zero. it was eight, eight, three, eight, one, eight, eight, one, eight, and then four, three, four, three, three, nine. Yep. See? You're getting there. I'm getting better. That <laughs> longer recall in between, you're going to eventually get it. Every, every <laughs> I got to start practicing before yeah. I get here. Just so, um, yeah, three, six, zero, eight, one, eight, four, three, three, nine. Nice. But, uh, yeah get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you and yeah. we really do mean that we like to hear from you so oh it's true and we uh, uh we've, we pay attention to it so yeah we don't uh, just write posted, it off we've posted things we've yeah pretty so, cool so yeah so here we go urban meyer did you see what he did no so at the spring football game yeah he at the end of the football game he had the the audience the crowd come down on the field and like get around the team as they lined up in their in the field goal at you know extra point position uh-huh. and had the kicker kick a field goal with the crowd on the field. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Boy, good thing the kicker didn't, you know, mess up the uh, like cuz that that could have been bad, right? Well, I think the point was, you know, like let's up the stress level now. So uh. that when you get into high pressure situations in a game, yeah. it doesn't feel like this. Cause that that's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Everyone right in your face. Right, right up yeah. in your business, and not to mention you don't want to like accidentally kick it, you know, and hit someone in the face. <laughs> you know, like if you don't that get enough be, like altitude on the thing, that'd be kind of funny actually. Yeah, might hurt though. Might hurt, but I don't think they'd care. Well, maybe they I get mean, the ball they're on the field. Yeah, you're on the field. Boy, how like bad you of the Buckeyes game. How you know, bad like, you wish you were in yeah. Ohio right now, so you could have been there. That would have been awesome. Would you have just like died? I, I might have had a stroke. Just like, just, like, just started convulsing. Just like, yeah. <laughs> twitching. <laughs> like my eye starts twitching because it's just too much. That's what happens to me Like when I get stressed out, my eyelid starts twitching. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Get a little twitchy? <laughs> yeah, my eyes get a little twitchy. I don't so know. I'll start I'll start watching uh, as we're podcasting, and if you start twitching, I know we'll need to take a yeah. take a pause. We need to, we need to Time breathe. Out. Time out. Time out. oxygen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyway, football's coming. I know you're excited, man. I I'm excited. Buckeyes football. They're we bowl- can't do anything this year. Oh, I thought they're eligible this year. Oh, no, no. This is the first year of the sanctions, so we don't <sighs> get to do anything. Oh, I'm thinking USC. Sorry. Yeah, USC USC is bowl eligible this year. Which um, I think they're still cheating, so I think they're still going to be... A- <laughs> They're going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. <laughs> you and your conspiracy yeah, theories. You I always know. you always think everyone's cheating about everything. I do, except yeah. Ohio except State. Except Ohio State. <laughs> They're flawless and of perfect in are. every way. Uh, absolutely. You cannot deny it. Oh, you kill me, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I know. Um, Oregon's playing USC. Uh, when is it? It was... Um, in November, like beginning of November, and that's going to yeah, be a huge game. It will be Oregon and USC mm-hmm. because, yeah, because USC beat Oregon last year, and that's you know when they weren't even bowl eligible. Right. So, yep. I mean, they weren't even like you know 
trying or i mean they probably were trying but finals are going on right now nba finals Did i know you watch which the game last they're night? yeah which what's up with it being on it's on espn right is it yeah which i don't have cable so oh. i can't even watch them so that kind of that kind of stinks uh, i don't know they're it, just trying to make more money yeah except more money unless you don't have espn then you get nothing well nobody wanted to carry them this year because of all the fia- the fiasco that the yeah, offseason was so. I, actually i don't blame the networks because yeah you had you all had the lockout and stuff and you know davis stern doing his thing and mm-hmm. ugh, that was a mess but the thunder won last night so oklahoma city yeah. baby aka the seattle supersonics or whatever i know how weird is that i saw i i heard that they had um shirts that were going around Oklahoma that said something about Oklahoma and then on the back said thank you Seattle thank you Seattle totally <laughs> no I'm happy for Oklahoma City I mean yeah. I think that's cool you know to, to get a um, you know to get a buyout team like that mm-hmm. and then you know in in a couple uh, years yeah in five years time to be able to take it to the championship level that's pretty and cool. not to mention you know anyone that that can contend with Miami is is a, a good thing in my book you know yes. yeah because is it just me or is like Miami like the most hated team in all of basketball i mean they could be more hated than the lakers a few years ago when they had shaq and kobe yeah and, yeah and phil jackson it's and they really winning, interesting you know? the dynamics of it because it's like ever since lebron went mm-hmm. to miami people just don't like miami nope. anymore um, well i mean there was a ton of hype about him leaving so that kind of kicked yeah. off the whole thing and, well, and then they did that whole thing remember they they had that whole um miami did this whole like celebration thing when lebron came and mm-hmm. and um uh i mean it's just all just like very arrogant and pompous and yep. you know it's like you, you had a bosch and um or um uh Wade, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you had Dwayne you had Wade. those three guys. They're all like, "Yeah, we're gonna win. We're gonna take it." And yeah, I don't know. No one likes them. Nope. Unless you're in Miami. Yep. So. So go Oklahoma City. Yep. Go Thunder. Yeah, baby. I was in Seattle uh, several years ago. I was at the Key Arena, and I'm like, "Oh, sad. This is this is where <laughs> Seattle used to play at the Key Arena." Supersonic. Yeah, but you know what? If they're going to be here and not be any good, they might as well not be here. Yeah. I mean, it'd be better to have them go somewhere else and succeed. Than and hey, here good and for whoever their general manager is mm-hmm. at Oklahoma City. Whoever whoever the guy who bought them, you know, from Just Seattle. Hope for Portland. Hope for Portland. Because we got a new GM. I know. And like he's the, the guy thir- who turned the Clippers around, the right? Third, the third one in like the last four years or something, right? Yeah, but he's... I mean, he, I mean, the Clippers have been good the last couple of years, and he's kind of been there. He's been their GM for the last So he years. helped turn it around. Yeah, so... So come on. So maybe he's going to help turn us around. Yeah, I don't know. Boy, they, they, they've had they've had a couple of uh, GMs that just haven't done... Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So that's what's going on right now. It gives yep. you a little timeline, a little reference from when we're recording this podcast. Oh yeah, because by the time this posts, who knows? Maybe Oklahoma would have the won the whole thing. Could be over. Like, may just sweep it out. You know. Actually, no. I'll probably get this up in the next day or two. Nah, we had all right. In a while. So. Never mind. But, all right. All right. So, so back into it. Yeah. So done, here we go. Done with sports because this isn't a sports podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it's a worship podcast. Well, technically, it would be basketball and football because we don't talk about any other sport. It's ever. true, and it's mainly football and mainly yeah. college football. I like college football. So I'm a Ducks fan. David's a Buckeyes fan. So that that kind of yeah. gives us some tension, mm-hmm. but we still like each other. That's okay. That's okay because the Buckeyes beat Oregon in the Rose Bowl two years ago. 
Was it two? Yeah. yeah. Or three, two or three. But yeah. Nah. That was I, three. Yeah, three years ago. I remember. Because it was Wisconsin last mm-hmm. year, that, and we, we won the Rose Bowl, and, mm-hmm. and then we did the we were in the Nationals with uh, um, LSU. LSU, and we lost. Mm-hmm. And then it was the Buckeyes game. Yep. Ouch. So, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about performance versus worship. Now, there it is. We've talked about a lot of, I mean, we've probably talked about that specific thing, and we've, I'm sure people have heard that a lot. And it's not, I don't, we're not so much going to talk about a whole lot necessarily of on stage time. The question is, um, we spend a lot of time working on our performance. Like in our rehearsals, we spend a lot of right. time working on the performance aspect and probably polishing the song. The majority of the time is spent on the performance. But my question is, how much time do we spend on worship? Because yeah. that's the point, right? Yeah. The point isn't the music. The point is worship. But it seems like almost all of us spend the majority of our time on the performance. And then when it comes time to worship, we're like, ah, oh, just wing it. <laughs> right? Just do it. Just feel it. So, no, so um, yeah, I, I was intrigued by this topic when you mentioned it because uh, it's something that we've been kind of really exploring at my church at Laurelwood um, and something that I've been even kind of wrestling with. So just to give you some background, uh, it was like a year and a half ago or so, uh, we, we did a year in review, mm-hmm. which we have a whole episode on that. You'll have to find, yeah, we've actually come back to that several times. Yeah, so. we'll have to find it in the archives if you're listening. It's there yeah. somewhere. I have no idea what episode number it is. I should try and keep show notes while we're talking. There you go. Sure. Type it up. Um, yeah, so a year and a half ago, did this year in review thing. And uh, one of the things that came out of it was this concept of uh, boy, it'd be great if people on stage could model it more. So we, we took uh, a lot of emphasis on modeling. Um, you know, we, we uh, video recorded the services for a season, watched them so we could kind of evaluate how we were doing as modeling. Um, and then just this last year when we did our year in review, we uh, we kind of upped it up a little and, not, and said not just modeling, but we want to have joy when we're on stage because watching things you know watching ourselves it's like man no one smiles I, I guess you might think you're smiling but um you're really not and so you know i was like let's have joy like let's smile and so i'm saying all these things and then i i started kind of wrestling in my mind you know how much of this is just performance like are we are we just modeling it and smiling and having joy just just so that we can look happy and kind of fake it or is it real? Like, are we really worshiping? Mm -hmm. And so there's this kind of tension now in my heart where I feel like I I want, I want it to be a natural outflow of like a real worship. Like I want it to be like an authentic expression of real worship when Mm -hmm. I'm asking people to smile. But the fact that I have to ask them to smile almost makes it feel performance. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Along that note, real quick, one thing that I tell our people is that um, when we're leading worship, it does require performance from us in the sense that we don't just get up there and do what we're comfortable doing as as worshipers. So um, what we need to do is we need to do what the congregation needs from us to lead them in worship. 
So, you know, we might, you know, I might not be a hand raiser, but I know that I need to raise my hand while I'm up there on stage leading in worship so that I can, you know, help lead the congregation to respond in that same way, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the, the other the other ways that we respond, whatever those ways are, clapping during the song or or singing, you know, we just think that we're supposed to get up there and sing the songs, but we need to do what the congregation needs from us. Yeah, that and that's an interesting. In I mean, that's an interesting way to look at it to, to say, okay, what does my church? What do our people need to see happen? But then again, I still wrestle with, okay, so I'm asking people to smile, or I'm asking people to raise hands, you know, on stage and say, okay, you need to raise your hand, you know, you need to smile, you need to do all these things, and then it's like. I get that tension of, well, what if that's not really where they're at? What if that's not who they are, where mm-hmm. they're at, what they're feeling? So now they're just kind of faking it and forcing themselves. And, and anyway, so that that's what I've been kind of... Um, well, and one thing, you know, kind of going back to what you started talking about, you know, smiling and, and stuff like that. One thing I've noticed when I've watched myself back on video, like there'll be times when I feel like I'm really into it. Yeah. And like, I'm just going nuts, you know, up there on the stage. What is what it feels like to me? And then you watch it back and on video. Like, it doesn't look like anything. Yeah. I'm not even moving. So like the, you know, the amount of what you're doing that might feel like an exorbitant amount of stuff doesn't really come across that way because people are used to watching people perform on stage and they're used to watching people go nuts on stage. Yeah. And so what feels like a huge thing for us is really only minuscule in comparison to what they're used to seeing, you know, when they think of someone on stage. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, if, if we're going to go that, that whole route, then we got to like dial it up to 11 and, and go yeah, there. No, you know? and, and it's true. It's true because, yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying because, um, I agree times that we've watched ourselves and, and you think you're smiling or you think you're, you know, you, you think you're, you know, really into it. Uh, it just doesn't come across, you know, it's almost like you got to do 10 times as much more mm-hmm. um, for it to, to come across. But then the flip side of that, and again, I think what, the reason why I've been wrestling with this the last couple months is, you know, um, I've seen, and I'm sure you have too, David, uh, just really bad examples um, like um, online or uh, um uh, you know, churches that record their their uh, their music and and post it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen some really bad examples of of people that it's just like so fake and so cheesy. It's almost painful to watch. You mm-hmm. know, like, like you you watch some people and they're just like yeah, you know, and they're just and and I'm like that's that's not real. I don't know. And so that's what I'm wrestling with. You know. Well, and you know, we wouldn't expect someone to get up on stage. And play through a song that they've never played through. Like, we, w- we wouldn't spend, you know, two hours in a time of worship and then get up on stage and go through a worship set that nobody had had a chance to work on. That no one knows, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? But but we do that all the time with worship. Like, hmm. we do we do the exact opposite. And we, we spend all of our time, you know, spend a ton of time working on the music... But, but not then on get the up worship. on stage and expect people to just turn on the worship. Yeah, and so well, I remember something Paul Balash said uh, at um, a conference I went to a, a number of years ago. Now I've, I've mentioned it several times on the podcast, but um, Paul Balash kind of shared the same concepts I think where you're going um, with the idea that 
that we almost need to practice and teach our worship team how to worship. Mm-hmm. And and he said something like, you know, hey, have you know have um, worship times with your group. Um, have have times where uh, you sing scripture, you know, uh, take a psalm and then just start playing a simple, you know, chord, just like a like a simple one four one four one four chord pattern, and and then just have your people start singing uh, scripture, just you know, and it's not natural at first and it's awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even just vamping like he talks about is awkward. Yeah, I mean, because you, yeah. you know you work up the song, intro to outro, but then he talks about you know you know tell your band we're gonna we're gonna vamp after this and we're just gonna go through the same you know intro chord pattern the same outro chord pattern whatever it is whatever we just finished playing we're gonna vamp on it we're just gonna repeat it we're just gonna keep going even just getting people to do that feels like you know it feels like a lot yeah and so um so then how do we practically practically speaking how do we get people to worship and rehearsal because then it's got you know then there's also that weird vibe of oh this is practice and like, so i don't need to worship because yeah, so i don't need to worship or it's like oh it's just my you know it's just the worship band they're just going to watch me and judge how i'm worshiping you know they're going to be mm-hmm. you know what i mean like because when it when you're up there leading worship in front of the congregation well then we expect to be that way well and I we think, don't expect it to be that way in rehearsal so we don't do it well i think what you just said is is profound david because um if if you can worship during rehearsal, like Thursday night rehearsal, then you can worship Sunday morning. Um, and, and, you know, as I've been kind of wrestling through this idea of, of, you know, modeling and joy, and, you know, those are some of the, the big words I've been using with my worship team, you know, and I've been kind of wrestling and feeling this tension of, you know, wow, like, is this a force thing? What I keep going back to and and I think what just to affirm what you said because I think you really hit it, man. Um, what I keep going back to is this has to be something that we do the rest of the week. Like the, you know, if you're gonna if we're gonna model this on Sunday, if we're gonna have joy on Sunday, if, if we're gonna smile, you know, because I'm asking you guys to smile, I'm asking you guys to model. It needs to be a part of who you are, and mm-hmm. it starts. With being able to worship even in practice, it starts with being able to worship in the car, in the shower. It starts with being able to sing, and having that be who you are. And so that—that's what I guess that's the way that I've been able to kind of reconcile that tension mm-hmm. that I've felt with like asking my team to model and smile and have joy. Um, I've been able to reconcile it by saying, um, "Listen, let's." let's worship right now in practice let's have this be an expression and you know what i started doing just just a couple months ago um when i started really wrestling with this in my head a couple months ago i started ending our practices early and on thursday nights and i'm just having like 20 minutes of, of worship time afterwards we just gather around the piano and i'm like hey you know what what are some songs that um what are some songs that you guys have really been, you know, loving mm-hmm. that have been going through your head? What are some worship songs? And, you know, they'll just start calling them out and, and I'll, I'll play them, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. if I know them, I'll play mm-hmm. them and we'll sing along. Yeah, that's, that's good. I think just having some time to worship 
I mean, as a team, and, yeah, work on your worship. Yeah, I haven't not, quite, but I, not in a performance kind of way, but work on your worship. You know, yeah, I haven't quite gotten to that place yet w- w- that Paul Balash was talking about with you know uh, doing scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think that'd be the next level. But you know, this is still kind of a new thing at Laurelwood for the worship team. But I'd love to get to that point where I'm like, all right, guys, open up your Bible to Psalm, you know, Psalm 103 or, mm-hmm. or, or Psalm 46, you know, um, some of these, you know, really great Psalms of praise. And, um, and, uh, you know, let, let's, uh, let's just sing, let's just sing some of these song Psalms, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. That'd really push people out of their comfort that's zone. That's totally, for sure. yeah, it <laughs> At would. least in our experience, no, yeah, my, what we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my people, my church, you know, our, our, uh, um, you know, our, our, our church, you know, that, it, that would, it'd be hard cause mm-hmm. you know, it would, it wouldn't be structured. Um, and, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, structure, you know, at our church and, mm-hmm. uh, to push them outside of that would be mm-hmm. a stretching thing. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we just, we, we have to create the, we're responsible as worship leaders to create the environment for worship. Yeah. And, um, I don't think that's something you can just turn on i don't think that's something you can just rubber stamp on a service and and just expect it to be there for the congregation if it's not a part of the team if it's not a part of who you are as a team i think it's going to show and so you know we've got to be we got to step it up i think in that realm so yeah good stuff performance versus worship practice your worship as much as you practice your performance yeah have it be real have it be a part of uh of who you are for Sunday. And like I said, that, that's how I, that's how I've been able to help reconcile in my heart that, that difference. So that's it. That's it. Episode 111 in the can. Done. Uh, you can find us online again, worshipministrycatalyst.com. Email David worshipministrycatalyst.com. Or Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst. Go over there, give us a like. Like it. Give us a mad, mad sauce. sauce. <laughs> Some mad sauce like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. 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 Um, give us a little mad sauce tweet there. Yeah, and, baby. Um, and uh, leave us a mad sauce voicemail. 360 818 4339. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.